0: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, fuck it, we're using
1: it Yeah So, uh, welcome to Um That Just Happened
0: I know it didn't sound like it Uh, The podcast that really fucks up acapella music.
1: We're going to make you really want to watch Pitch Perfect because you're going to be like, if they can do it, I'm sure somebody (laughs) else can do it better. Thanks for joining us today. It is the 11th of May, 2015. Well, that's when we're recording. Going to be aired, what day? On May seventeenth, twenty fifteen. May seventeenth, twenty fifteen, the day that we are scheduled to have our All Avengers recording.
0: Yeah. Super excited about that. Super Mega and, uh, Crossover. We're having uh well actually we're gonna be recording at a undisclosed location. Off site, yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm recording with the guys from Something Gate. We might have Jonah from DOS Drunks. I have yet to meet Jonah. And uh, Claire from Bash Dialogues, and hopefully Nick. Well, Nick's still up in the air. Hey,
1: it's going to be one
0: major crossover event. Yeah, it's going to be one giant get-diseased episode. Going to be throwing the format out the window, kind of. We're going to be uh, doing
1: things a la episode 6 of A Young UTJH. Yeah, yeah. Too bad it's not episode 58, because that would be apropos. Oh, six episodes in? Yeah. I can see that. But we could deal with three. Oh, no. So, yeah, welcome back to Season 2, Episode 3, uh, recording in high Quality, Quality
0: audio audio. We for, well, we talked about when the date was. Yeah. With co- with closed captions, we're available, which is nowhere. Or everywhere. Or everywhere. Maybe you're just not reading it. Yeah. We submit for approval your weekly source of audio debauchery. I'm Rodney Cigno. I'm Adam Flores. Why am I lost as to what we do next? Oh, because we usually intro guests. Yeah. Yeah, just army of two today. To that's, why, that's why it's, it, it feels almost too quiet right now. Yeah, I feel like we have... Are we going to have to do
1: pitch or uh, acapella BGM too? <laughs> <laughs> Record some, some shit in the background. <laughs> Adam, give me a beatbox. I gotta do the comic cliff
0: notes. <laughs> Did we decide what we don't want to do for comic cliff notes? Not yet. We'll get to all that. Yeah, maybe we should do uh, something Suicide Squad related since it's coming out. It's kind or of maybe appropriate. We do Black
1: Canaries since we're doing an cappella Or Dazzler. Yeah. Some kind of singer. Rick Jones, even. Maybe
0: a mom. What's a mom superhero? You'd only think a mother one from the Bionic Six, but I'm sure she's not in either encyclopedia. New is Incredible. I'm sure she's not in either. She's like Elastigirl? Yeah. Elastigirl? Girl and Mister
1: Incredible got busy. <laughs> I
0: remember hearing that, just being like, "Damn, you guys just threw that out there, huh?" Who's the voice of Synergy? Jason Lee. Oh, that's right, that's right. Underrated actor, Jason Syndrome? Lee. Syndrome, yeah. Did I say Synergy? Yeah. What the fuck? Where's our
1: Marvel encyclopedia?
0: Wasn't that Gem's earrings Synergy? Speaking of which, new pictures out for Gem the movie. I also heard they're doing Incredibles two. Yes. Speaking of movie news,
1: hello, Maria's here. Maria, say hi, hi to the folks. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Do not want your shoutouts? Yeah, let's move. No, yeah. Usually we have a, a whole little beginning segment, but that got no mis- mismatch. So let's move on to the shout out. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> that kind of hurt. So obviously I want to shout out the uh, youngish lady that just walked by, Maria. Love my life. I'm going to uh, tell her you
0: call her youngish. Yeah.
1: Shout out to all the people that came. Maria, I called you youngish on the podcast.
0: Thank you.
1: See? Uh shout out to everyone that came out yesterday from all the families. We had three families represented at least for our father in law's birthday. Justin yeah. sixty,
0: big birthday. Mm-hmm. Forgot- can't believe we forgot to shout him out, but I mean he doesn't really listen either. How do you say shout out in Spanish? Grita? Grita fuera? No, I think it's just grita. I don't know but- so anyway, shout out to everybody, shout out to our father-in-law obviously, great great man.
1: I think that's it for me. You got any
0: shout outs? Uh I'm going to shout out, well, let's do uh, birthday shout outs. So today is uh Ruby's birthday. Happy well, birthday actually, Ruby. The day we're recording is Ruby's birthday. Happy birthday Ruby. And uh this would've been a week ago for you guys. Uh May 16th, my friend Arturo's birthday. May 17th the day the podcast airs will be my friend Don's birthday. And then uh Renee, Renee's birthday is coming up on the 22nd. key Yeah. Oh, happy yeah, birthday, have Renee. birthday, Renee. Happy birthday, Oh, she listens... Yeah, she, we were talking about She listens to the show. I don't know if she's heard every show. Oh, she does listen, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think we were talking about last time she was here. And then, uh... Is it, uh... They haven't made an official... Note. Do I have to edit that out? She didn't say anything. Oh, okay. Well...
1: Shout out to Jose and Susie. Damn it. That's, for that's an that's undisclosed the- reason. Oh, they're not announcing? I don't know. I mean, it's on it's on Facebook, so it's of public record, I suppose. So, uh, Jose and Susie, who are guests on, I'm not sure which episode. Anyway, they are about to, or not about to, but in January, their baby is due. So, very big congratulations to them. That's going to be a hairy baby if it looks anything like Jose. Going to be very <laughs> musically influenced. <laughs> I won't be surprised. If it's a girl, her name's probably going to be like Janice. It's going to be... <laughs> With, with, with a beard? Yeah, that'd be awesome. No, I don't remember. I almost don't remember Jose without the beard. Oh, man. I mean, there was a time Jose and I were the same weight. So that was a while ago. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to you guys. Love you guys very much. Hope to see you soon.
0: Uh, another birthday shout out to uh, Rachel. Rachel! <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I want to shout out to uh, some of my friends who internationally have also talked into joining the Um That Just Happened community. My friend Debbie, who I used to play Trivia Crack and Yahtzee with. And then uh, my friend Jamie Lee from Australia. Any more shout outs? Oh, uh, we have a new, uh, somebody else like the Facebook page. We gotta Oh, yeah. Do you know the guy? I, I don't know the he... guy. He's from Chicago. He's from Chicago. And we got to hit up uh, Captain Chicago, by the way. Oh, yeah. I'm friends with him on Facebook and on Twitter. Michael Noel. Shout out to Michael Noel. Thanks for following the page. Thanks for joining the community. Shout out to Danny. Danny, um, I don't know if he started listening or he just liked the page or he never liked the page before. I oh, tried Yeah. Yeah. Big,
1: big shout outs to you guys, man. Thanks for all the support. You know how much we appreciate it.
0: Also, special birthday shout out to Allison Prohl, Nick Prohl's wife from You're Gonna Get a Disease. I wonder if this technically counts as an alley rally. Hooray. You see JH's first alley rally, I guess? I don't know. I'm going to say Nick told us to do it so we can consider it an alley rally. You want to move on to uh, podcast news? Yeah. Book of the. <laughs> Everybody's talking about my podcast. Got my podcast. Got
1: my podcast on. <laughs> podcast. Why haven't the screaming girl in the background? You got to pretend to be the screaming girl in the background. You hear? There's like a chick going ape shit in that fucking audio. Clip. I had never noticed that
0: before. Oh, my God. Go back and listen. It's very, very entertaining. It took a lot to uh, edit out the lyrics from the undisclosed person that we stole that from and put in podcast. I was actually trying to match pitch. Match pitch? Good time to talk about that. <laughs> okay, new cities to welcome to the On um That Just Happened community. Locally, Wichita, Kansas. Still number one locally, I think. Got some new listeners in Sullivan, Missouri. Eatontown, New Jersey, Jacksonville, Florida. I think uh, we mentioned them before, but um, worth mentioning again because they popped up on our radar. Alfreda, Georgia, and a lot of love from California Hmm. Uh, Mountain View Van Nuys or Van Nuys Nuys. is that what that's called looks like Van Nuys yeah it's Van Nuys like like the I think they have a uh, at an expressway or a street called Van Nuys? Yeah, I heard people talking about it. I've never seen it actually written out. Looks like Van Nuys, but Van I guess. Long Beach, San Jose, and Sacramento. That's
1: a lot of Californian listeners. That's awesome.
0: Show me love. Um, internationally, we're still the number one podcast in Ghana, um, and we're killing it in the United Kingdom. Uh, we've got new listeners in Waltham Cross united kingdom also uh, westminster london and cardiff new listeners in leilestad netherlands uh, that's my friend jamie lee from scrabble bucks switzerland and adelaide australia wait no jamie lee's from adelaide australia debbie's from leilestad netherlands i think i don't know i had no idea is she little? Can I call her little, Debbie? <laughs> no idea. I only see them on yachts.
1: Let's move on to Um, What's Gonna Happen which is what I'm trying to push is the new working title for the coming up segment.
0: Yeah, that's podcast news. Yeah.
1: So, coming up obviously our Um, I Just Saw portion where we discuss things that we've seen in the short amount of time that we've been away from one another yesterday. The corrections which are mistakes that we've made throughout one or several episodes that we want to rehash. Uh, the fuck you department which is obviously our gripes with the universe and our errands and Greetings. Pissing on Graves, we got to figure out who we're doing
0: today because we haven't even thought
1: about that. Oh
0: yeah, I do have a Pissing on Graves for today. Oh, who do we got? We have Ellen Albertini Dow. Okay. A comic Cliff Notes today, I think, is going to be Rick
1: Jones. I want to, I kind of want to do Rick Jones once I brought it considering the fact that is our acapaula going to discuss Rick Jones is. Top topics today are going to be our top 10 favorite superheroes in any order, which I'm very excited to get to. Actually, not in any order, in the order that we have I was gonna say Damn it! It's gonna like An extra 20 minutes No no In, in exact order Okay Open forums are Open forum Where we can discuss With everyone And then lastly Promotions where we get To hype the shit And plug everybody That we need to Alright so Moving on with the um, I Just Saw portion Before I get into um, I Just Saw Yesterday was Mother's Day And Marie and I Had done our Mother's Day Thing separately So I was like Let's Maybe tomorrow We'll go out for breakfast Which I thought Was gonna backfire On me like crazy But it, it was only Like a
0: 20 minute wait at a restaurant, they went to. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You did your Mother's Day thing separately, meaning that well, I got a different day. Oh, okay. I thought you you celebrated Mother's Day in your own special way, and just left Maria to celebrate Mother's Day. Yeah. No. I would have gone well. But Yeah. So we ended up going to a restaurant, and I had. By the way, that's got to be the way to go. Because you got to figure, you go to a restaurant, it's less crowded. The florists aren't gouging you for. They're not doubling their prices of their flowers, which yeah, not really. Everybody pretty much is. Yeah. We went to Hook Fit and I had their corned beef hash for the first time, and it was very very. Very good. And Maria's never had corned
1: beef hash, and she tried it for the first time. She didn't like it. But just wanted to say that. So happy Mother's Day again, Maria. So there's a trailer that's been out for a long time. I felt like every time I looked up trailers on YouTube, this movie would always come up. And I feel I feel like it, they've been making it for at least two years. It might not be. But but it's called uh, Deus Ex Machina, and the girl always intrigued me. She looked like the like the girl that plays the Khaleesi in Game of Thrones. Yeah, you know, actually, I only just saw that trailer yesterday. But it's it's been out for a long time. What I feel like is a long time. But the girl in it, uh, Alicia Vikander. Uh, I hope I'm I'm pronouncing it right. You know, somebody from Europe, right? Me. She is. An underrated hot chick. I mean, granted, she might not, she might be crazily famous in Sweden or wherever she's from, but I haven't really seen her until this, and I think she's very, very pretty.
0: Yeah, I think she, I remember her looking pretty hot in the trailer, with, and I remember the visual effects looking really good. Which she's probably doing like a green suit, right, so they can edit out like the inside of her body. But just something about Makina doesn't say hot girl to me. I just it makes me think of Frankie. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> Um, shout out to Frankie Shout out to Frankie um,
1: uh, I saw Independence Day And then right after Independence Day Was over with Independence Day Started
0: on over again Right now I Haven't seen that movie In a while I think they're pushing that Because uh, they're Going to do a sequel Yeah. Will Smith I... hasn't
1: Confirmed yet though right I don't know
0: I think everybody else
1: Confirmed except for him I, I just don't see How they're going to how are you gonna write that again? Well, maybe, I mean, not all the aliens could have came over.
0: Didn't that, didn't that Randy Quaid go batshit crazy?
1: Oh yeah, but he's he's dead, in, or he's dead in the movie anyway. So.
0: Oh yeah, I guess so. Spoiler alert.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But Independence Day is Maria's, one of Maria's favorite movies, one of, a Tenorial
0: classic, if you would. And I always had to watch that movie. I actually saw that movie a week earlier than the release date. Oh, really? This was way back in the day. I think I was driving around the Schomburg area. And it uh, was back when there was a theater that wasn't the AMC 30 or the Barrington 30 screen. There was a theater right by where the mall is and uh, they had their marquee board right off the expressway and I saw ID4, or, you know, what we now know as Independence Day. And uh, I said, well, that movie doesn't come out for a week, so I pulled into the theater and sure enough they were showing it for some reason. So I don't know if they got in trouble for that. I hear people get in trouble when they, you know, release stuff early. This was way back in the day before the uh, internet, internet was rampant and they could have gotten word somebody would have had to have called.
1: Don't get me wrong, it's, it, it, it's, a good, it's a good movie. Once you start picking things apart it, it you, you see all the little flaws in it, for what it is, it's it's a fun movie. Yeah, it's good interesting And Margaret
0: Collin, I want to talk about underrated hot chicks. Who's that? Constance, one who was uh, with... Um, with um, Jeff yeah. Broblin, yeah. which is a fly great movie but yeah yeah, I was just thinking
1: that too I'm like towards the end when she kind of lets her hair down she's wearing less of a secretary outfit madam secretary outfit which still works yeah yeah she's not bad Vivica Fox I mean you saw Vivica Fox in that then she was like in the spattering of random movies and then she was gone for a while up until Kill Bill true, true. Um, alright so moving on Seinfeld Miranda and I just saw the episode where George went into the bathroom with basically went to like a borders and he goes grabs a book off the shelf goes right into the bathroom uses it and then tries to put it back and they're like what are you doing? And he's like I'm putting the book back i they're like no oh, you can't put that in with the rest of the book so he ended up having to buy it it was like a hundred bucks and Jerry like, How long does, are you spending in there? He's like, I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for toilets, nobody would get any reading done. And it got me thinking, I'm like, do, do you read when you use bathroom? If you didn't have your cell phone. Oh, it's hard to think back when I didn't have a cell phone. <laughs> because I am I know a lot of people that are like, oh, you take your cell phone, and they're like, what am I supposed to do? Listen to a podcast while you're... <laughs> yeah, put it, on the, put it on the sink and just listen to that. But I'm not just having the podcast that you listen to while you're pushing. I I do read when I'm in the toilet. I mean, I'm not, I'm not in there finishing chapters of
0: books, a couple pages here and there, and then you know move on you know i got um i got weirded out i think there was there's always some sort of study about uh, how fecal matter gets on everything. And I think it got weirded out about bringing stuff into the bathroom. Because they say you have to be, like, what, 15 feet away from the toilet to, like, not get fecal matter on uh, your toothbrush or something. But, you know, I was listening to Adam Carolla show, and he's like, do they just have fecal matter at the cotton swab factory where they do all these tests? Because there's, like, fecal matter in everything. just right? yeah. like, fecal matter in guys' beards. Yeah, I was just going to say that. There's a new study about beards on men and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they were, they addressed that in the Ana Carolla show. Shout out to them, and uh, yeah, it just seems to be fecal matter and everything. So I just I don't know, maybe mm. get over it. But <laughs> I, I think that's why a lot of my friends had. I remember them having like magazine racks and you know little bookshelves in a in a bathroom. Which see the reason I don't keep things in there is I take
1: really really hot showers. So then at that point the moisture in the air ends up warping the pages of depending <laughs> pen the magazine, warps the pages of what I'm reading. Mm-hmm. So there's no point in me keeping stuff in there like i bought a rack for that one time and then the magazine that, or the comics that i had in there started to get damaged so i was like
0: fuck that yeah i have that same problem I like the showers that i take are like straight out of as good as it gets where he opens the door and there's like a cloud of smoke that comes out that you can't see through Helen hunts just sitting there yeah you start drawing her break, <laughs> break a cast up break the cast on your hand by the way did you start
1: reading any of the uh court of owls no no oh. have not had a chance to and lastly i've I've been watching a lot of YouTube pregnancy announcement videos. You
0: know, one of my favorite YouTube pregnancy announcement videos was, uh... Not too long ago, maybe a couple months ago, they were doing, uh... Coke was doing a promotion where they were trying to put everybody's different name on a Coke can which fuck you for not using Rodney by the way but um yeah every Coke can Diet Coke caffeine free Coke but basically every Coke can every Coke bottle had some sort of name on it and everybody's you know cheesed about oh I found the bottle with my name on it and I'd send pictures to people whose names you know I would see um, never found a Rodney but um, one of the cutest videos was uh, there was this couple and they were drinking different Coke cans and depending on what they drank like if the girl drank a guy's Coke she'd have a deep voice and the guy would drink a girl's Coke and he had a, uh, like a light voice and then they found uh, one co can like, oh, okay, this put me back to normal, and then she found cocaine. can. Oh, yeah, this worked, too. And they turned to cocaine, can, and on the name of it was a uh, Mom, and one was Dad. So I thought that was a cute pregnancy announcement. That was kind of cute.
1: I mean, I, th- th- there are people that have really good reveals. One was uh, somebody had a box, and inside the box were blue and pink balloons, and when the, the grandmother opened up the
0: box, attached to the balloons was a sonogram picture, which was really cool to see that. That's how my uh, cousin Ben and Kate... Maybe it was their video. No, they, um, they didn't have a pregnancy announcement video. They had an announcement video as to you know they were having twins, which I didn't know at the time. But uh, they uh, well had a friend get the results of the the. Like the sex test or the blood work or whatever. And uh, they were either going to put pink balloons in the box or blue balloons in the box. And this friend was the only person that knew. And we had to a giant party where everybody's like, oh, we get to find out what it is. So the announcement came and it was two different shades of pink. And my cousin was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? It was like, oh, it was two girls. I was like, you're having twins? It was weird. But man. I'm going to tell you what. The funny videos are the
1: ones where the wife or the girlfriend tells the dad and every guy in every video does not automatically go oh my god i'm so excited every guy sits at most 10 15 seconds of of no noise blank look on the face because i think every guy myself included when i found out automatically went through everything that my life was going to be in the next few months and it's it is daunting it's very daunting for for a dad because i mean yes women have to go through a whole lot i'm not discounting the things that women go through i can't um and i'm going to talk about another video lastly that discusses that but guys still do have to go through a lot of little things dealing with a woman that is going through those kinds of things not pissing her off is a huge obstacle because they can fly off the handle at any time so you have to be real careful on how you manage yourself being in a relationship With a pregnant woman Like it's It's not It's not easy work And then You're automatically Thinking about Should I work more Is there anything I can do to make more money Because I want to make You know Things comfortable For what could be At least the three of us And uh I don't know It made me think a lot About when Maria Told me and stuff She did it In a good way We'll talk about that Another day But it was uh I was
0: going to say We should talk about
1: that now all right, fuck it. I came home from a shitty, shitty day of work. Oh man, it was, it had been one of the worst days ever. And I know, I know we don't talk about work, but I, I got home at 11 and she was recording what I thought was my dog, Betty. And we also have a whitewash board with, you know, stuff on, you know, that we'd write to one another. And she's sitting on the counter and she's videotaping really Betty and I'm walking in and I'm cursing up the storm, and I'm like, what a shitty day, blah, blah, going back and forth. And I say hi to everyone, say hi to the dog. And finally, like Maria's like, you're not reading the board. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I look, and it said, welcome home, dad, or something like that. And just, you know, I stood there staring at it, had my five seconds of, holy shit. And, of course, you know, I was nothing nothing but happy. And I called you and Sandra and Nelson and Liz to come out. Remember, we went to...
0: Yeah, I remember. We went to Mahoney's. And uh- But I
1: had texted you guys beforehand to say, I'm having a shitty day. Let's go to Mahoney's tonight. Yeah. Shout out to Mahoney's for being our go-to place back then. So we went there, and shit, that, that day I told everybody because I, I, c- I couldn't hold back. Well, you can't my- have- he can't keep a secret for shit anyways. Yeah. So then we went to my parents' house that night also at like one forty in the morning. And I woke up my parents just to tell them, who were very excited. They were uh, taking care of my grandmothers at the time, who were both very sick. So they were asleep, but my parents were screaming and crying in complete and utter quiet. They <laughs> they did not want to get louder than a whisper, but, I mean, they were, they were very, very excited. Well,
0: yeah, because at the time, all they knew was that, you know, that yeah. was the first grandchild that they knew of. Mm fun fun times and then when you announced Sebastian release, when I found out about Sebastian, I, I came a little late because I had a shitty day at work and I stayed a little bit late. And uh, I guess Sessie came out the big announcement when everybody was over. She had a, a onesie on that said "Big Sister," mm-hmm. and uh, she was asleep by the time I got here. And oh. uh, they showed me a picture. I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, wait a. Oh, I didn't even see that. It took me a second.
1: Yeah, it took like everyone a little long. I think Liz was the first one uh, was the first person to be like, "Wait, what? Wait, what?" Yeah, that was uh, that was a really good reveal. I'm glad that Marie. <laughs> You know,
0: did that. Yeah, I remember our reveal, we were actually... Sandra was already... Well, no, actually that was Talia's. For Jason's reveal, I had come home from shooting pool. Sandra had got me a gift bag. And Sandra and I, as a couple, we don't really exchange gifts that much anymore because we already seem to be saving for something. Saving up for, you know, when the baby comes, or saving up for Jason's birthday party, or saving up for Talia's baptism, what have you. And not only that, it's not that we don't like to get each other presents. It's we really have no idea what the other person wants. And, and, you know, I'm I'm kind of a man of my own means, and if I wanted something, if I really wanted something, I would get it, unless it's something that I was saving for, or something that I didn't feel that I needed to buy at the time. So I'm a really hard person to shop for. I mean... Even amongst our friends, I'm the one who really pressed the issue for like an Amazon wish list because I don't know. I just like to, I like the more thoughtful gifts as opposed to buying the gift cards or just, you know, not putting thought into it. Why do
1: you think I jumped on Cordoval so fast? I'm like, I'm never going to get
0: this opportunity to get around you something. True, true. Thank you for the the comic, by the way. And yeah, it's, um, now that I think about it and now that I'm a father, now that I have a whole lot less time on my hand, really shopping around for somebody, that's trying to find the perfect gift. That's a time commitment too, which is, uh, you know, now I'm getting older and have more responsibility and realize that I don't have. But anyway, she had bought me a gift after I, you know, got done shooting pool. It was, like, a little gift bag, so I'm like, you know, what's this for? And um, it had a pair of, uh, like, all-stars, or knockoff all-stars, you know, little baby all-stars that were orange and blue, bearish colors. And, it, yeah, it took me that, you know, 10 seconds, like, what is this, This, this like, what, yeah, what? And, uh, yeah, so that was a fun announcement. And uh, she told me about Talia when we went out for our anniversary dinner when I asked if she wanted a bottle of champagne. She's like, no, I'm pregnant. But, um... <laughs> It's like Sandra. I remember our reveals, like um, our reveals for our reveal for actually, then that was Jason. When we were pregnant, Sandra was pregnant. We went to your wedding. Mm-hmm. I was drinking all of Sandra's champagne. Nobody noticed. Well, Vanessa, Omar's wife. Says she noticed when, you know, Omar started buying shots and they were suspicious already. But yeah, nobody noticed. And we had to tell you guys the day, the next day, because Sandra and I lived upstairs from you guys and she was always going to be sick. And we kind of played it off with Liz, you know, because we were renting an apartment for Liz and, you know, we needed a washing machine and Liz is for what? All the baby clothes. And I'm like, yeah. And, you know, Nelson and Adam were just playing video games, didn't even notice. And she's like, oh, my God. And then hit Maria. And then Nelson just like, he paused the game. He's like, oh, well, wait. And then uh, the real reveal for my mom was actually, what? Uh, three years ago to three years ago yesterday we took uh-huh. her out to mother's day dinner which we had on tape but don't know what happened to that digital recording took her out to mother's day dinner at this point you know the four of us knew and uh sandra's sisters didn't know they they were just frozen and uh we had gotten my mother and uh you know sandra's mom pictures of the sonogram framed congratulations and i, I don't think sandra's mom got it right away but you know my mom being lab tech she's like oh is this sandra you know just kind of got that uh emotional reaction, and everybody was just screaming in uh, in that buffet place, which is a really great place to have breakfast. Drury Lane? No, no, it wasn't Drury Lane. It was someplace else. Oh, Maria told me
1: about Sebastian last year on New Year's at the... When the in Mexico. Park, when, no. It when we Mexico. got back... When we the got back we got back from, from Mexico. Mexico. We went upstairs because uh, we just had a few people over, and she said, let's go say Happy New Year's to Sessie, even though she was asleep. So it was a stroke of midnight. We go upstairs. We both say, you know... Happy New Year, Sessie. You know, even though she we knew she wasn't gonna hear us, and Maria turns to me, she's like, I'm pregnant. No there was no hesitation on that one, you know, full blown hug and kiss.
0: I I was actually surprised you kept that a secret that long. Yeah,
1: see? Not that bad.
0: Because the announcement what, it was on was it on Ceci's birthday?
1: Yeah. No, I don't think it was that. Long. It was on
0: Maria's birthday. Might have been Maria's birthday. It was two weeks for a good two weeks. I had to go
1: ahead for that though. No, because she was walking already. Then it had to be February. Yeah, I think it was right. I think it was late in that. I think it might have been my birthday. Maybe, yeah, because Ceci didn't start walking until after she turned one. Mm-hmm. It's in April. So was it May? Man, I don't even know. We'll figure it out. So anyway, what have you seen? Oh, wait, one last thing. I'm sorry. And the last thing I want to talk about was I mentioned a couple weeks ago I've been watching The Try Guys on BuzzFeed video. I mentioned it with uh, when the Sugar Gamers episode. The Try Guys? The try Guys. It's it's a group of guys on Buzz, BuzzFeed that they always try something new. Like they try shooting guns for the first... It's like four guys try shooting guns. They did naked sushi one time. And they just did uh Naked sushi? Yeah, we're- Like people, eating sushi naked? No, people eat sushi off of you while you're naked. Yeah, it's a kind of art form thing. They did one where they tried to experience what a mother would go through with babies. So they wore like these pregnancy belly things that and like wore dresses and stuff to simulate that. Then they took home a little robot baby that you know would wake up in the middle of the night that you'd have to feed and change and stuff. So they had to deal with that. And then uh, they had one where they simulated childbirth using electrodes and stuff like that. And it was very, very funny videos, but also very, uh, made you think a lot. So if you have a good chance, check out Try Guys on YouTube. That's it. That's it for me. What do you got for Alman just off?
0: So I went back to the old DVR again and I actually watched... Uh, Another gem. Yeah, sex tape. Ah. With uh, Cameron Diaz and uh, Jason Segel, which uh, was recommended to us. Back when it came out on DVD, when last time Nelson was on the episode, mm-hmm. on the episode, on the podcast, which uh, yeah, there's a whole lot of TNA in that movie, which I don't believe that always is Cameron Diaz. Like there are a couple of cuts where you know they, it seems like they're not showing her face purposely, and she walks away, and then it's a kind of an awkward camera cut. Is it good though? Yeah, definitely funny, definitely worth a watch. I mean, it's not in theaters anymore. I don't, I don't know that I would own it, but definitely a uh, uh, Redbox. So yeah, I'd buy it. I think I'll wait till it's on like TBS or something. Yeah. I'll piss
1: on the nudity, but that's okay.
0: Um, I watched uh, a couple YouTube videos called, uh, or one YouTube video in particular called Awesome Train Acts, where this guy just, he rides a train and just comes up with random stuff to to do on the train. Definitely worth a watch. It's like an eight-minute YouTube video. So YouTube Awesome Train Acts. <laughs> Pretty funny. And then um, we're going to skip around with the format a little bit because I want to talk about, I went back and watched A Wedding Singer. So
1: that's who yeah. I
0: know I knew I recognized her name. Yeah, so the Wedding Singer, just the movie alone, really great movie. I mean, come on, anything with an 80s soundtrack soundtrack's got to be really awesome. I was actually born in the seventies, but I grew up in the eighties. You know, I was in the seventies for like two minutes. I didn't really care for the Wedding Singer. I liked it, but I'm not. A, I'm not big on Drew Barrymore. But yeah, well, I mean, that was my problem with uh, the Wedding Singer. You know, they could have cast somebody else as uh, as Drew Barry or. For Drew Barrymore's role, but I don't know that anybody else would have been able to pull off the quirkiness and the uh, the uh awkward, you know, I'm being cheated on, but I'm kind of falling for another guy kind of performance. Anna Kendrick could have done it. She would have been a little young for that movie at the time. She would have been like 12. That's okay. When The Wedding Singer came out. And Adam Sandler would have looked like a pedophile. But anyways, really great movie. You know, even had Billy Idol in it. Really great cast. Uh, Christine Taylor, talk about underrated hot chick. And uh, Boy George, actually played by a girl. I thought that was a guy in drag, but Boy George. Amongst uh, Adam Sandler's usual cast of friends that he puts in movies. Patricia Arquette's brother, sister. Brother, sister. Yeah, she played uh, the Boy George. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> he had some really funny Scenes in that movie But well, it's
1: It's a man He was a man he's, he's transgender Oh was he? Okay you've seen Pulp Fiction Yeah The guy that pulls out The gun on Jules And uh And John Travolta's character And
0: he With the hand cannon And tries shooting at him The same guy Is it really? It is Holy shit I never put that The two and two together I was gonna say Are you talking about The Abomination? No Not Tim Roth The guy who's in
1: the Who tries shooting at him And, and they end up popping on the turn of and turn to Marvin start talking to him.
0: yeah but um so pissing on graves <laughs> 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 I'm like what are you looking at me for you're like pissing on graves I was trying to Sprickets. remember I was trying to remember what the song was. I couldn't remember it for the life of me. Um, In case you haven't noticed by now, this is the acapella episode as we're preparing for Pitch Perfect that's coming out on... This is the acapella (laughs) episode. (laughs) The in the building. (laughs) As we're preparing for Pitch Perfect uh, 2... The sequel to the movie that we like so much, mainly because of Anna Kendrick. But yeah, Pissing on Graves this week is going to be on Ellen Albertini Dow, which Ellen Albertini Dow, Ellen Albertini Dow was multifaceted student of dance and piano at the age of five. So technically she started very young. Uh, she received a Bachelor of Arts and a Master of Arts in theater from Cornell University. So I don't, I don't know if that's considered an Ivy League, right? Cornell, it's a pretty big name. Yeah. Uh, moved to New York and studied work with the legendary likes of Hannah Holm, Martha Graham, Michael Shirtlef, Alta Hagen, Marcel Marceau. I don't really know any of these people. Jacques Lecoq in Paris, way, way, way back in. I Marceau don't know. Marcel Marceau is like a, he's like a mime. Ah, never heard of him. Hm. But, um, yeah, she was an acting coach before she made her film debut in the appearance of American Drive-In in 1985. She was often a regular on The Golden Girls, or rather irregular. I think she played four different characters on The Golden Girls. She had a couple roles in Road Trip, Wedding Crasher. She played a grandmother who would constantly swear and be inappropriate. But uh, most notably known for her role in The Wedding Singer as uh, Disco Dottie, yep. the uh, the old granny that Adam Sandler was uh, teaching to sing, who uh, sang for her husband at their, what was it, the 50th anniversary? Where she rapped? Yeah, and then she does a she does a rap. uh, She actually did the rap. I see. Yeah. Rapper's Delight, which she actually did the lyrics to, and she's very, very talented woman. Couple oh, things about her: she was a she died at one hundred and one. One hundred and one. Avid hat collector. She stood four eleven, and she felt that hats made her look taller. She was married to Eugene or Gene Dow Jr., who was also a teacher and founder of the theater arts department at Pierce College in Woodland Hills, California. Who Was also a director, writer, composer, decorated World War II vet. She taught drama and dance for thirty years before she made her film debut, and she. she She's a member of Kappa Delta Sorority. Died at 101. She was the longest-lived Star Trek actor in history. Actor, actress. I think we just call actor right now. And she's now laid to rest at St. Peter Cemetery in Mount Carmel, Pennsylvania, beside her husband in the Albertini family plots. Very, very touching um, life and career that she had. My only beef with her is she did not start sooner than 1985 yeah i mean uh, spent all her years teaching other people how to be successful and after she retired finally de- decided to start a career of her own so god bless her yeah great career Um uh, long, memorable long actress lived life yeah gotta be happy with that really and, good roles
1: i mean a lot of people they they have to take a secondary job when they retire because i mean I'm, I'm sure you've heard
0: the myth of yeah when you run out of stuff to do it's time for you to let go exactly so i mean it's i'm happy that she made it as long as she did
1: yeah Beautiful career. All right, moving on to
0: the corrections department. I know I had one, Rodney. Actually, that was our only one. Oh, hey! That and I was kind of short on time this weekend. I had a pretty busy weekend and everything going yeah. on. That Sorry. I might have... I know I edited the whole podcast. I kind of snoozed a little bit on the BGM just cause, uh, for editing time. And it was a really long podcast, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, actually, no, it wasn't that long. It was uh, one hour mm-hmm. and ten. Mm-hmm. So not one of our longest, but, you know, definitely a big, big episode to edit. Hefty. Hefty, hefty, hefty. So actually, I might have only listened to it two times, which, you know, by now I would have listened to 10, any other normal podcast, but busy, busy weekend. Yeah, but if you want to knock out that correction.
1: Oh, uh, so, so in the last episode, I said that I thought Kristen Crook, who played Chun Lee in the solo Street Fighter movie, played Lois Lane in Smallville. <laughs> That's wrong. She played Lana Lane in Smallville. So that was my fault. We're even going to acapella the sound effects too. Yeah. But, I mean, you can't be too mad at me because we all make mistakes in life.
0: And we all have regrets. But whatever your regrets are, paying too much for insurance should not be one of them. So for seriously good coverage at a seriously low price, call a limb insurance and get a free quote today. Call 312-945-6254 or visit their website at aliminsurance.com. That's A-L-I-M for a limb because they're, they're not, not going to charge you an arm and a leg. A limb insurance in case
1: it happens. All right, moving on from the corrections to the
0: fuck you department. Technically, that's acapella anyway.
1: I want to give a fuck you to short women that drive in huge cars. If you're so small that you can't see above the steering column, get a car. If you're so small that you're driving down a two-way street, but you're leaving enough room to the right of you that there could be two rows of parked cars, and you're almost hitting me, and I have to swerve out of the way, get a car. There's no reason for you to have a Big-ass SUV if you're not going to know how to drive it. If you're making wide turns that a semi doesn't need to make, get a fucking car. This shit drives me crazy. It's like I almost got into four accidents on the way home because little women have to drive these gargantuan beasts of cars and can't maneuver them the right way.
0: Yeah, you know, I think that depending on, maybe this is just my conservative thinking, you do not talk about politics on the show. But I think that depending on the class of car that you choose to drive, and I think there needs to be more vehicle classes than just, you know, commercial vehicles and, um, you know, private use vehicles, you should have to have a different kind of license. You should have to learn how to drive that SUV or, you know, that 300 horsepower sports car appropriately if you're going to buy that kind of, you should have to have a different license. Because there are a lot of people that can't handle that big a car and it takes some getting used to. You can't just buy it because you're afraid to drive minivans and, you know, you you don't want to be the soccer mom and you want a 4x4 that you're never going to drive off-road just because the Joneses have an Escalade and you need an Escalade or a Denali or what have you. Well, it's racist. I think i to be the Joneses. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of which, isn't our comic cliff notes on Somebody Jones? It is. But anyways, so, fuck you to the person who started the whole soccer mom negative connotation to driving a minivan. Yeah. We both have minivans. I'm fucking tired of hearing that shit. Yeah. They're, they're practical vehicles, and you know what? They have a high safety rating, and I like to keep my kids safe. Not to judge people who put their kids in a sport utility vehicle, but there aren't as much safety regulations around the sport utility vehicles. And the theory is, the reason why, or here's the, the conspiracy theory, why they're spreading those rumors about soccer moms and minivans having a negative connotation, is that sports Sport utility vehicles are a lot, are much easier to produce because they don't have those safety regulations in that market. So there's a higher markup and they're cheaper to make sport utility vehicles because technically they're a different class of vehicle and you don't consider something that you would put your kids in. But they'll market it to mothers who are afraid to look like a soccer mom and don't want to drive a minivan. And that's why, you know, back in the early 2000s, everybody started coming out with a sport utility vehicle. Porsche had a sport utility vehicle all of a sudden. Mercedes had sport utility vehicles. BMW had the X5. The Saturn had the View. Everybody's jumping into the market because they're Easier to mass produce. There are no safety. There are hardly any safety regulations on that type of so class. The vehicle. Hummer had the H three. Yeah fuck out of here so yeah fuck you to whoever started that and fuck you for that movement because and here's the thing talk shit
1: when you're struggling with all your fucking bags and stuff walking up to the car or if you have two kids you're holding onto a car seat for one or the carrier for one and you're holding the hand of the other kid and you're struggling to try to open that door to make sure that that kid doesn't go f- running into traffic while i just hit my fucking door slide open i hit both of those both doors open up automatically and it's all a matter of just throwing the kids where they get, where they're supposed to go. Makes life infinitesimally
0: better. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people just you really just gotta get over all right, I'm driving a minivan, because really there's not much
1: Not in that but yeah, you, right. you have two two kids. You don't have to look cool. Like, yeah. that should be cool to you.
0: Like, yeah, I got the appropriate vehicle for the number of people in my family. Eat a dick. Yeah. So that's my So, so judge me all you want. I drive a minivan. I love it. It's very luxurious, very comfortable. Fit the stroller and the groceries. Right. And it blasts the shit out of that Radio Disney. <laughs> Well, yeah, Um, my fuck you this week is going to go out to Marv Albert. Oh, 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 oh. sorry, that's my acapella. He was sucking LeBron's dick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the ESPN announcers in general. I can't stand not listening to Bulls coverage or basically any Chicago sports coverage without the Chicago announcers. Shout out to Jeff Joniak, um, in particular Stacey King. And uh, who's the guy? Does the announcer Stacy King? Not so much a fan of him as I am Stacy King. But he's a great announcer, too. And also, uh, Will Purdue and... Uh, shit, what was the other announcer name? That guy it was like Onions on the radio. He used to play for the Bulls, one of the centers. Oh, Will Chang. Yeah, he was part of the Three-Headed Monsters. Will Purdue. Luke Longley and uh, Bill Wennington Bill Wennington yeah. Bill Wennington shout out to him because the ESPN sports announcers and Marv Albert in particular Marv Albert was a local sportscaster for New York so he's a big fan of the New York Knicks and the New York Knicks in the 90s that was the team well that wasn't the team to beat but it was one of the big teams to beat just because of uh, Patrick Ewing and the you know the insurmountable defense that they had at the time I don't think they ever won a championship but they had a really great team with Patrick Ewing and basically four car thieves of Scott that they had on the New York Knicks, as, as Jay Moore likes to put it. But um, yeah, Mar- Marv Albert was a big New York Knicks fan, so when he went national and he started nationally announcing games, he had this big, blaringly obvious, which you're, it's, you're not supposed to do as a national sports announcer, blaringly obvious bias against the Bulls, because the Bulls would beat the crap out of the Knicks in NBA playoffs and, and just a regular season in general. So he would also always emphasize, and he still does to this day, emphasize when somebody's scoring well against the Bulls, or he doesn't give credit when credit's due, like, oh, Derek. Goes with the dunk over somebody but LeBron James hits a jumper from 10 feet out and it counts with the foul and just fuck you Marv Albert and the ESPN announcers I literally had to sit through a game where LeBron James falls on his face and is wincing because he maybe sprained an ankle yep. Two minutes later, the announcers are, Oh my God, can you believe the bravery of LeBron James? Anybody else would have found a way to sit down on the bench and not play the rest of the game. But he's playing the game out with the amount of pain that he must be in. He's a bullshit fall. You know, I had so much more respect for LeBron James before he went to Miami because Dwayne Wade turned him into a little whiny bitch for not finishing shots and just, you know, asking for the fouls, which was Dwayne Wade's game. And now LeBron James, all the talent in the world, undeniably probably one of the most talented players in the NBA, but I can't stand it because all he sits and does is he, he tries to make the shot and then he cries foul when he if,
1: doesn't. If ever you're bored, look up LeBron James traveling. It's just a series of videos showing how many times he's pulled it up. With refs watching him, in the midst doing it. Or just them calling fouls on other people just to get LeBron James more props and more stats.
0: And I he guess. mauls over people. And, you know, they constantly he always gets the uh, the blocking call. But even still, the refs are still biased towards Cleveland. Oh, yeah. It's like it's fucking Cleveland. Like, I don't know. I don't want to upset
1: any Cleveland fans that we make. Or, or yeah. Shout out to our listeners people. in Ohio, by the way. Yeah. Any more fuck yous? No, that was my big fuck you for this week. You know, well, we did piss on Graves. So let's move on to comic clip notes. So today's Comic Cliff Notes is going to be none other than Rick Jones. The reason we're doing Rick Jones is he's actually a musician. Rick Jones was, in the comic book, a teenage kid who went out onto the, what he thought was deserted, Gamma testing site when Bruce Banner, otherwise known as the Incredible Hulk, well, he wasn't Hulk yet, went to go test his Gamma bomb. Rick Jones parked on the Gamma testing site and Bruce Banner ran out there, pushed him into a ditch, and before jumping down to cover him, ended up being saved by none other than Wolf, who would end up becoming the Hulk. From there, Rick decided to stick around out of a sense of survivor's guilt, and being the one that caused that to happen to Bruce Banner, decided to stick around and make sure that if the Hulk was going to be around, he was going to be a good guy. And he was going to tr- do his best to keep him out of trouble, a lot like how Black Widow would persuade him in uh, Age of Ultron, but we're going to get into that next week. He ended up becoming the reason why the Avengers were even formed, because it was it was him and his group of radio friends what probably had a podcast who were broadcasting what was going on with the hulk and all this stuff and it was it was his idea to bring the avengers together really so he's responsible for the avengers he was trained by captain america to learn how to fight so he ended up becoming more than just i guess marvel's real first sidekick and he ended up Getting the mega bands later on. Became a superhero for a short time, sort of, in his own right. Ended up having some power later on, but all those were retracted. And for the most part, he's just a normal guy in a world of these gods and monsters. And he's also a world-famous musician. He had a rock band for a while, especially in the early 90s. David, a hot-ass, tall redhead. So, good for you. So, that's the reason why we had him in our Acapulah episode. He was a rock star for a time. So, this has been the comic Cliff Notes, the Rick Jones edition.
0: You've just been schooled.
1: Oh yeah. Now,
0: who did you get to play Rick Jones? This is the, the first I've ever heard of this character, Rick Jones. Really? You've never I, heard of him? I am just not familiar with him at all. He's never been in any movie carnation or Nope, or never cartoon. been in any movies.
1: But he's very, very important, especially during the Kree Scroll War and during the uh, the time lost Avengers. Somebody like him. You need kind of a young, wise-ass, somebody who, you know who would have been good? Would have been the kid from Terminator 2. Eddie Furlong? Yeah, if he was, you know, during his American History X days, almost. I don't know, he was screwing up the sequel to The Crow. Yeah, but, like, he had the asshole kid exterior to him, but could still play Vulnerable which is kind of neat at work, Jones. But, of course, you need somebody a little bit older, so I'm not, I'm not exactly sure who I get to play. Hmm. Great character, though. He was, he was around a lot in the 90s. Now He doesn't have his own book, does he? He did for a while. It was the Captain Marvel book, with because for a while he had something called the Mega Bands, which when he hit the bands together, he traded places with Captain Marvel. So, I mean, for a while, they had their own comic book together. Really, really cool character. Check him out. You guys get a chance. Look, I actually schooled Ronnie I've just me. been schooled <laughs> Alright, moving on to our uh, Top topic
0: Top topic boom, 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 boom.
1: So our top 10 favorite superheroes In order Will go back and forth yeah. Alright, my number one Is the Incredible Hulk If I could break it down even more than that It'd be Joe It. But I'm gonna go just straight The Incredible Hulk loved him since I was a kid.
0: Now, I'm going to take one and two, because essentially, thanks to Nelson for pointing that out, they're really the same guy in two different universes. Um, I'm kind of in between Iron Man and Batman. They're both rich, they're both smart, they're both into gadgets. Yeah. I, I kind of like the uh, the idea behind, you know, shout out to Darkwing Duck, the idea behind superpowers do not a superhero make money. Yeah. <laughs> if you're smart enough and you have the will, you could probably make a difference in the world. Well, and uh, Green Arrow is a
1: superhero without the money. He's Oliver Queen. But before he got all that money and stuff, he was still... Well, in the comics,
0: anyway. He's fighting crime with just a bow and arrow. Yeah, well, I mean, he's on my list, too, but we'll get to him. Oh, really? Yeah, but, um, yeah, I just like the idea of, you know, them applied science and knowledge, being able to overcome adversity. Although, I think Iron Man is kind of trumping Batman at this point, because, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is a lot more fun than you know, Bruce Wayne. See, That's I'm a, doing straight comic book because that'd be a whole different subject something in my
1: touch of movie. I
0: just did Heroes in general. But yeah, if you think about it, Iron Man and Batman are really the same guy. They're just super rich into gadgets. You know, I used to make an argument for Batman mythology based on Zorro, but um, I used to make an argument that Batman was probably really Asian. When you think about it, he's into gadgets, he's really smart, he has a modified car. His, his logo's yellow, for Christ's sake. And, wow, super racist. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah.
1: Uh, my number two is Green Lantern, obviously. Most people are surprised that that's number two, but Hal Jordan more specifically. So, yeah, he's actually my number two. Batman's not even on my list. Or Iron Man. Yeah. Who's your number three? Uh,
0: Number three, I went with Red Hood. Wow. Just because he's really Batman, but a little more badass. And, uh, yeah, I have a particular affinity to Red Hood. You know, my son's named after Red Hood. Jason Todd is not on my list. I have Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen,
1: because you want to talk about a superhero that can literally do anything that he wants. Dr. Manhattan versus Superman? Dr. Manhattan. No two ways around it. Anybody that wants to make that argument, eat one. The same reason why people lately have been giving me shit about who'd win Batman versus Superman. They're like Batman would always win. I'm like, not if you, not if he really, not if Superman really lost his shit. He's taking the space. And it's funny, like, I was I was going to bring that up, and um, David sent me a message. Without telling him anything about it, he sent me a message, and it said, in quotes, If Clark wanted to, he could use his super speed and squish me into the cement. But I know he, how he thinks. Even more than the kryptonite, he's got one big weakness. Deep down, Clark's essentially a good person. And deep down, I'm not. End quote. Batman. Is that of Frank Miller's? Yes. Now If you to take away His good sense And his desire To save human lives There's no contest. Who's your number 4? Number 4 I went Wolverine Number 4 I went Beast Both members of the X-Men Both members of the Avengers Both had the same hairstyle For a while <laughs> Both battling with The inner Beast Yeah uh, The reason I chose Beast more I related more to him Even during like The 90's cartoon Even though Beast After episodes 1 and 2 You almost didn't see him For the longest amount of time Until they almost Tried to break him Out of, out of prison I think it was the episode with Colossus. Pretty sure was the episode with Colossus. Sure Colossus. But even then, I was like, man, you know, here's here's a misunderstood smart guy, which had me written all over it. You know, I'm not the, I'm not that size, but you know, I I did relate with the character Wolverine.
0: Wolverine, I picked just because uh, I like the idea of the immortality. Even though most people think it is a good thing, I like him struggling with it being a bad thing. You know, in the latest Wolverine movie, he falls in love with. Uh, the granddaughter of a guy that he met. I can't imagine what kind of mindfuck would fell in love with the granddaughter of your friend. But, uh, I mean, he's immortal. Where, where is he gonna find somebody that's like 300 years old? I wish that they would take away his love interests over and over again with these fucking movies. Well, I mean, he had love interests in the comics. Yeah,
1: but even in the comics, stop it. Uh, I mean,
0: that's cause, that's really, that's really the part that really humanizes him and makes him relatable. Love interest in the people and that, that's kind of why I like the idea of, you know, somebody immortal and just kind of uh, watching all his friends die or Route. Yeah, but after the first twenty years and seeing this shit happen, you would think you'd almost yeah, not he'd be over
1: it. it, but just be like, you know, people are gonna die. It sucks. I'm living this life. Have him almost be a
0: pariah, just walking around the Canadian wilderness. But I mean, that if you want to go that route, that just kind of makes him a Terminator. He's unstoppable. He's un, uh, just uh, he could do whatever he wants. I think the I like that the human aspect to him. I really wish, to an extent, that would be a um, you know an option that they explore with the Flash, because you gotta figure it's frust, it's gotta be frustrating as hell if everybody around. You is 50 times slower than you, yeah. Like anytime I'm driving, yeah. So, you see, imagine living in a world where it's just like you're waiting, you gotta be waiting for shit to happen all the time. I think somebody, maybe it was Scott Snyder, maybe I'm misquoting somebody, who said something to the effect of the Flash was a man walking around in a museum full of statues. That's cool. You no, know, I don't, I don't know why that kind of angle has never been explored. Maybe they can parlay that into a Flash movie or in uh,
1: Kingdom Come, the character that plays Flash, which I'm gonna get to him later, he moves so fast that as they draw him they it, it draw like three of them at once like it, it looks like he's constantly moving and there's a point that says he's so fast he's he's not even restricted to one universe and there's there's somebody watching him like almost like a ghost he's walking around with another character and he straight up grabs him out of midair and just pulls him into the room that they're all standing in and a uh, really really awesome panel Who's your number five?
0: Uh, number five, I'm going to throw out Deadpool. Although, wow, did you?
1: David's going ape shit right
0: now. Did you? Um, one of the interesting storylines that I've never read about Wolverine is that he got into a fight with the Hulk, and the Hulk ripped him in half and then chuck half of them like across, I don't know how across the world. I'd really love to see that panel and made Wolverine crawl back to his uh, lower half. That's hmm. something that I'd really like to see. There's a, it's a real graphic panel. I remember seeing it. Or I'd, like, I'd love to see that. Uh, I mean, Hugh Jackman announced that he's going to retire, but um, that would have been a great, you know, Mark Ruffalo versus Hugh Jackman and so Wolverine Hulk movie. I mean, his first appearance of Wolverine was in the incredible Hulk. Yeah. So it's a nice homage. That would have been awesome. Mine is Martian Manhunter. No
1: Superman on my list. No Batman, but I had Martian Manhunter who I, I just bought a shirt of. Martian. Man, Hunter is everything Superman is with a little bit extra.
0: You're going for everybody green. Yeah, well Beast
1: isn't. Dr. Manhattan they're both blue. So I have two green, two blue. Yeah, and now again but he uh i never liked the fact that he was afraid of fire that that's the one thing that's just like uh but he's such a noble character it's somebody else from another world the, the last member of another world and he's a founding member of the justice league which superman isn't he's basically dc's vision yes but even cooler i think like vision's not even on my list but because Martian manhunter he could read minds too, become invisible and tangible good shapeshift. i mean you look at him and superman you're just like hey. <laughs> Fuck Superman, but yeah, he'd be just fine in the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> no fire there. Who you got for number six?
0: Well, actually, let's um, le- let's revisit Deadpool. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. So yeah, I like um I like Deadpool just because you know it's a combination of Wolverine with a better sense of humor. I mean, come on, he's got swords and guns. Um, he's hilarious. And actually, I found out from you, brief comic book Cliff Notes, that he's a spoof off of Deathstroke, which Slade Wilson, Wade Wilson. Deadpool, Deathstroke, marksman, swordsman. I like that he has a healing factor. I hate. I'm, I'm not really a big fan of his story. No. Because I, I think that's kind of, in the way he got named, I, I really would rather them have explained that he's just, oh, he's a spoof off of Deathstroke. Yeah, you know, like like, uh, he has a teleporting ability with the belt that he wears. Uh, just kind of... He's an awesome character on, I was going to say on paper, but I mean, it's a comic book.
1: He's an awesome character when you put it like that, but depending on who's writing him, some people make him really over the top. Like, he's walking around and all of a sudden he's got a pirate's hat on that you don't know where he got it from. And he'll even say in the comic book, I don't even know where the fuck I got this hat from. It's almost too much. He's not not impossible man or danger I think his name's danger bug or something like that who they're silly characters with over the top powers so they can pull pirate hat out of another dimension kind of thing and, and still be funny about it I think Deadpool needs to be more grounded
0: in reality but could still be funny Could still have you know break the fourth wall yeah, and I give the, a joke here and there he was one of the first characters to break the fourth wall oh yeah because um there was um there was one that I was also a big fan of but had a very short run I only heard about him in grade school there was one called uh, I think it was called slapstick he had these yeah. like he had these magical gloves that he would put on, slap his hands again. He was just like a regular kid, and he would turn into the, like this clown superhero that would make fun of like the run of the mill, like golden age of comics, where you know he'd he'd always answer the phone and be like, Yes, Commissioner, and just kinda My thing is if
1: Deadpool wasn't as cool looking of a character, he'd be following the way of Howard the Duck by now.
0: Still very cool, but he's been very much blown out of proportion the past couple years. Like he's yeah. blown up like crazy. Yeah, and everybody kind of it's one of those where it's everybody jumps on the bandwagon, it's just a little less uh, fun. Yeah. Alright, number six, who you have? I'm gonna throw a
1: nightcrawler. Ah. I was this close to putting him on my list. I have a T shirt and Nightcrawler. Like I mentioned before I'm not sure if I mentioned before, but my goal every comic con is to buy an obscure superhero t shirt. I have Nightcrawler and now Martian Manhunter. So
0: so why Nightcrawler? I like the teleportation power. I think that's um you could argue with uh him and uh what was the name of the one in, uh... Azazel? No, 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 no. Well, yeah, him, but, uh... What's the name of the girl? Blink? Oh, uh-huh. I mean, you can make an argument that they could really be two of the more powerful mutants on the X-Men, they could really just basically fuck with everybody. Even Storm. Storm would be argued as one of the most powerful characters in the X-Men, but, I mean, you could teleport her and put her in a box. So. Yeah, I was gonna say this. I think... Zazel really screwed up everybody in, uh, first class. We were just teleporting 50 feet in the air, just dropping people from the sky. I like the fact that he was, like, standing there flying for a minute, like... Not
1: find the laws of physics. I love the fact that Nightcrawler looks like a, a demon, but has the piety of like a preacher. Yeah, that I love. You know, the- He's always around churches and things like that, and he just doesn't look like he needs to be there. I, I love that. love that. My number six is Daredevil. I mean, long before this TV show came out, I, I love Daredevil, man. You, Daredevil Yellow is a great series, uh, Man Without Fear, another great series, Guardian Devil written by Kevin Smith, great series, and just very, very flawed character, like he's he's gone through some heavy, heavy shit. His girlfriend having AIDS, finding out what happened with his mother was a whole separate storyline. You know, losing his law practice having his world fall apart in front of him and still doing his best to be the hero like it's that's, that's something that for me like okay he, he was a lawyer but he wasn't he wasn't bruce wayne rich you
0: know he, he, we don't talk about religion on the podcast but daredevil's basically the catholic of yeah. the comic book community yeah
1: yeah the very very much self-proclaimed catholic too which was was which was even more rare back then i mean you figure most of the comic book comic books that started back and they were all written by jewish writers but unlike batman you know he's he doesn't have like The money like that Yeah the site. Like he's He's dealing with what With what he's dealing with But he's not crazy rich And I like that like He's got enough money That he's comfortable But he's fighting For the For the common man On both sides Of his identity Which is something Very very rare Clark Kent Yeah he's a reporter He might have like a juicy story but when do you actually see clark doing something on the reporter side bruce wayne might have a couple charities and wayne foundation has this new technology blah blah
0: blah but how often is that technology not something that he exploits completely as batman well that's a good segue into uh my number eight the spider-man somebody who kind of struggles in his personal life struggles in his uh superhero life here's the thing about spider-man that i, I can't remember if I-, if I told you this or not
1: too Just- mainstream no no not that at all spider-man Most of these other superheroes got their powers in a heroic act. Take out the mutant side. Fuck that. Hulk got his powers how? Bruce Banner got his powers for saving Rick Jones. Green Lantern got the power ring after checking to make, like, trying to help out a guy that Crash landed. Yeah, he looked like a fucking alien, but he tried helping him. You know, the, the Fantastic Four, which fucked them, but still. He got their powers going to another place, you know, doing some heroic and like the the uh, the Daredevil. Got his powers saving a man that was trying to cross the street. Pushed him out of the way. Got got the Spider-Man Hunter. Marsha Manhunter, he was actually pulled from from Mars by an old man who he killed because the side of him killed the old man, but he honored him at the same time. Spider Man, a radioactive spider bit him. It could have been anybody in that fucking class. Yeah. And he gets the powers, and what's the first thing that he does? Dick move trying to make some money. I'm not gonna lie, that'd be the first
0: thing I'd do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's I it's get, understandable, bit, most, most people would. The day I get bit by radioactive spiders, the day that you see me in the NBA. I mean, I understand most people
1: would, even if I was a mutant, you know, I'd try to fuck around with my powers a little bit, but, yeah, to me, like, Spider-Man was, especially of the old age superheroes like that, it's the so first you, one to get his so powers. by accident, I got oh, my man.
0: x-ray vision and just ran off porn.
1: Yeah, but one day that's just gonna backfire the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, look at that hot chick. Whoa, it's that's a guy! A oh,
0: no! <laughs> yeah. I cannot see that, I cannot see that. <laughs>
1: So, I mean, that was just my thing about Spider-Man. I know a lot of people that love Spider-Man, they're like, Look, even if that's the case, he's done a lot with his powers since then. Uh... He's a he's a very noble guy. With great power comes with great responsibilities. He's an awesome tagline, but he's he'll, he'll never be in my top ten for me. Who's your number? You said your number six was who? You talk about
0: your number eight? No, we didn't even do numbers. Who's your number six? Necrol. Who's your number seven? Oh, that's it, Gambit. No, we didn't get, we didn't do seven. Yeah, you even talk about Gambit? I don't know. I you know grew up in the '90s watching X Men cartoon. Gambit was just one of the uh, the characters that you know seeing him in a live action cartoon. Live action cartoon. Seeing him in a cartoon, <laughs> basically in motion off the page and kind of his back. Story, you know, it was, it was just the, boy, su- the voice acting for that 90s cartoon was the shit. Yeah, he was just a superhero for the time in the 90s. You know, a guy with red hair, he played cards. You know, he was a bit card player, you know, with a deck of cards, it's like a that. Thief. Like that, he had a uh, bow staff. you yeah. know, another struggles with morality as well. Grew up. Here's a couple things I don't understand. Number one, his eye color. How does that happen? Who knows. Number two, he
1: to me is one of the outside of the 90s, one of the worst designed characters in terms of costume I've ever seen. Like he has that black sleeve over his head, but somehow. his Ears came out of that, then just like the hot pink yeah, I mean, shirt. Everybody had the head sleeve. Cyclops had, yeah, Psy- had the head sleeve. Yeah, Cyclops. But I didn't sleep. like that. I like Cyclops when you had the full head cover. That was a Cyclops that I grew up with before the 90s. Mm-hmm. The whole cards thing, like, there's nothing more compact. I mean, like you said, it's very 90s. After a while, I've taken out some like ball bearings, some that you know actually is a little weighted. Yeah, but then you have to carry those around. He's got a deck of how many decks of cards do you think he has? Just like, you know, he's just. No, oh, they're really easy to carry. Yeah, but after 52 of those, what are you doing? Well, he doesn't carry around one deck. Got, that's why he has a trench coat. It has them in all his pockets. Just, like, he's like the guy at, at fucking Times Square, like, you want to buy some watches? But it's all just, like, 50 different packs of cards. would be the
0: shit. I think it, I would probably get really good at making paper airplanes and really fuck with people. Just, like why not, blow, a paper. why not, like, walk up to someone put your hand on their shoulder and, have like, just blow off their shirt? <laughs> Well, you gotta run up and touch him. I don't, uh, I don't remember him being the fastest character. Well, he's a thief, he's gotta be plenty fast. Yeah. My number seven is Black Bolt. Why didn't he ever carry around a gun and
1: just charge all of the bullets? That's too. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I think about it. Black Bolt, we discussed before. Great character, Silent King. Can't wait to see him on the big screen. It will kinda suck if it's Vin Diesel, but I still gotta watch it. For sure it is Vin Diesel. Uh, you said your number eight is Spider Man. Mine is Robin. But, I only chose either Dick Grayson or Tim Drake. Because this is my superhero list. I don't consider the Red Hood superhero. I consider more vigilante, though. I mean, my my mind breaks it down like that. Dick Grayson because I like the Morris whoa, Nightwing.
0: Whoa. So... Red Hood's vigilante, but Daredevil's not vigilante? Not in the, No, like, Red Hood will kill people. He'll shoot a dude right in the face. There,
1: there are times where Batman's had to stop him. Like, he's balanced the line between good guy and bad guy. Daredevil's good guy, he's just a little more hard knuckle. Alright. <laughs> but, uh... That's a very thin line you're drawing there. It's my I'll line. take Dick Grayson, obviously, first Robin. I like Tim Drake more as Robin, but I, I gotta give it a... Dick Grayson. Tim Drake, though, is... See, I don't think Dick Grayson is Robin anymore. Well, see, in in A Kingdom Come, he redons the Red Robin costume, like in Red Robin! Yum. Bruce talks to him about, like, so what if you made Dick Grayson become Robin again? Kind of thing. So, it's cool to see him make that full circle. And Tim Drake, Batman said, you know, I have no problem passing on my mantle to Tim Drake one day. He, There's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be a, an even greater detective than I'll ever be. That, that to me, says a lot.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. So once you go Nightwing. Who's your number nine? Tim Drake. Oh, wow! Yeah, so I mean, just trained by Batman, leader of the Titans.
1: Yeah, which, Nightwing was the original leader of the Titans. Yeah. So they kind of swapped that out, but yeah,
0: he was the leader for a while. But in the Paul Dini Teen Titans, yeah. Tim Drake was the lead. Which, you know, got kind of silly after a while, but you know. the Teen so, Titans goes, hilarious. Though. Yeah, yeah, enjoyable. It's like... Uh, It's like Family Guy meets uh, Batman the Animated Series almost. My number
1: nine is Flash from The Kingdom Come. We talked about that already. Got the the little Mercury headed design.
0: Yeah, again, I really want them to explore his frustration that he must have. That'd be cool. I think that would make him more. You know, sometimes he's just, yeah, I mean, he's quippy and I like my superheroes quippy, but I'd like to explore that character as a person a little more. See, it depends on the Flash. Because the
1: Flash that they have in the TV show is not the Flash, Is not the Barry Allen from the comic. Barry Allen in the comic
0: is more serious. Yeah. But he's he's still lighthearted, but he's. He's very, like, he doesn't... Crack jokes and just the whole—you have your whole costume folded up into a ring. I, I don't understand. How about yeah, you just—how about you just have a backpack with a regular costume in it, and you can just change so quickly, or you vibrate through the backpack so quickly that you just come out. with That it? I never liked. I could see Green Lantern being able to do it. The
1: fuck out of here! Why does everyone have a goddamn ring? Anyway, we should make a spoof of uh, the Flash where he has like a big giant ring like the size of a basket. We're like Barry, <laughs> you have you have that a- the ring comes out and it's like he's like extra slow, like putting it out, like it's all ri- like it's all wrinkled and shit because obviously it's been stuffed into a
0: guy they ring. It. He's not he, super ironing it. Yeah, it's like a giant <laughs> ring, and that's like when he shows up to the Justice League. Could you iron your fucking uniform? <laughs> it's stuffed in a fucking ring, Clark. Just use your heat vision and fucking warm it up. And then fucking they they try to get the iron going, and it's like fuck, electricity is not working. Does anybody have a match? And it freaks matching and Manhunter the fuck out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! They should just get iron out from the metal man. He just walks in. Anybody got an iron? You rang big goofy bastard. Uh, who's your number ten?
0: Uh, number ten, just because of you know recent. In popularity yeah. it's yeah it's not really even has nothing to do with a comic really but um yeah Green Arrow kind of growing on me I like how they intertwined him into the Ra's al Ghul story which you know now that you mention it and now that I think about it it is more of a Batman it's show without Safe Batman got Batman twice on there yeah man. yeah <laughs> And see, I've
1: had this discussion with a lot of people, and they're just like, no, that's not what it is. I'm like, no, you don't know. It's so hard trying to explain the non-combook fan things. Mm-hmm. The best way I can put it is, okay, imagine to all you Harry Potter fans out there, okay, so you have Harry Potter, but instead of him being the kind of heroic, inquisitive kid that he is, he's played by a real, imagine they, Chris put, Angel? they put Malfoy's personality but called him Harry Potter. People would be going ape shit. Nobody would watch it. Nobody would give a fuck. Nobody would follow the series. They'd probably to be one of them because they'd be like, no, they fucked up the character. But with comic books, people don't go that far. People are like, no, that's exactly, I mean, that's, that must be exactly what he is in the comic book. And it's like, you can't do that shit. It's the whole premise behind following the source material. Yeah. My number 10 is Captain Marvel. Shazam. One more guy that can whoop Superman's ass. Captain Marvel versus Thor? Uh, Thor one. So... I guess Thor Kim, whoops, or made that. But Captain Marvel, I like the fact that it's it's a superhero almost with... He has the innocence of of a, of a, of a kid. of Like, you know, a pre like a 12-year-old kid. Because Billy Batson, when, just, when he says Shazam, gets the power of Captain Marvel. But he doesn't become an older guy. It's now, still When, do, Billy when did that
0: storyline originate?
1: The 40s, I want to say.
0: Oh, I guess so. Because um, I don't know, I think of a little kid who turns into a powerful being. I think a prime an Image Comet. Mm. And that's... I don't know. The artwork in the, that comic book series was really awesome, but it's just the storylines were really shitty. Captain Marvel came out 1940.
1: February 1940.
0: Whiz comics. Whiz. And you want to talk about poor character design, the little half cape and the golden I like sash?
1: I like it. For whatever reason, I've always liked his design. I'm, I mean, it's it's very much a 40s design. Like, an, it's an actual cape that you would wear or, in a, like uh, a fedora. Black Adam also has that cape. Knuckles. He, no he just never wears it, and it's white and gold. Just like his. Or blue and black. Funny. All right, so that's it for our top 10. Let's move on to our open forum. We're going to keep it a little light that way the episode it doesn't keep going long. I want, there's only one thing that I wanted to bring up. One thing and one thing only. And I'm not going to use the publicly used name for it. I'm going to say the football scandal with Tom Brady. What are your thoughts about it?
0: I don't understand how... Yeah, you know, I didn't really follow... To be honest, I didn't really follow the story. Mm-hmm. But I guess... Tom Brady was texting equipment managers you know to deflate the ball so it's possible. I like shout out to you, you're going to get these Luke's comment on Facebook where Ray Rice gets suspended for two games for beating his <laughs> wife and Tom get, Brady gets suspended for four games for deflating footballs so the moral of the story is beating your wife is more socially acceptable but um, I mean the referees touch the ball literally on every play and in and granite the, pa- the New York Patriots the New England Patriots they have a long history of scandal Bill Belichick's a scumbag no offense to our Boston listeners but yeah he'll do what well- whatever it takes to win and you know they're kind of absolving him of any responsibility in this scandal but um i yeah. say i say Jim master is next to that super bowl yeah, i don't know i mean he he really in my mind he didn't really win the super bowl anyway it was uh pete carroll that called the wrong fucking play and best running back in the league you don't decide to hammer it through the end zone for the win yeah no i mean i i mean we watched that game we were just like what the fuck are they doing like yeah. I don't credit Tom Brady for that win at all, so much as I credit Pete Carroll's fuck-up. So, doesn't matter what Tom Brady would have done that day, deflated or inflated, footballs or not, he was winning. But, um, yeah, I don't know. If he's uh, if he's convicted or he's found guilty, I don't know. Maybe uh, do a lottery for who gets to bang Giselle while he watches. Oh, wow. No, I wouldn't go that extreme. I was just thinking, oh, about, yes, so. I was just thinking about banging Giselle. But, uh I don't know. No idea. I mean, would it, would it really kill him to have an asterisk next to her, he, already, he already has everything in the world, you know, so... I'd do it anyway. Went to the Kentucky Derby the same day as the Manny Pacquiao fight and then went to fly to Las Vegas just so he could see the Manny Pacquiao fight. I mean, the guy does stuff at will. Like, what could you possibly do to Tom Brady to hurt his career or his everything that he's accomplished in life? For two PSI per football? Let's say cut him across his face just to, just to make him uglier. How's that? I, I just...
1: I don't think it makes that much of a difference. I guess. I don't know. I... They they've been talking about it all day. I thought it was funny when they're just like, yeah. People saw him walking into the bathroom with with a guy that that walked in already with the balls, and I'm like, what kind of scenario is that show for people that that they're just okay, like oh. Tom, you okay? Oh yeah, you got some bullshit that I gotta take care of. Like, what if, what if, what if he had nothing to do with it? What if he's, what if he was talking about just like blowing guys, and it just turned into this whole big thing? What if he's gay this whole time?
0: I don't know. I just, I really think this is really stemming from the people who hate the Patriots, which you know I'm one of. But I don't know. I don't. What are you gonna do? Maybe you give them a free pass to the opposing team. All right, you get to sit Tom Brady out for x amount of plays. Who knows? I don't, I don't really. I didn't really think it made that much of a difference to begin with. You got an empty throat before. That was it for me. I just. I just want to address that real quick. I do. I read a couple stories, and actually I wrote this down and wanted to talk about it a while ago. What the fuck is going on with the cast's of walking Dead. So Seth Gillian got pulled over for uh, oh, yeah. DUI, possession of weed, and speeding. Which, how do you even combine those three? Maybe he was depressed for not letting the parishioners into his church. Not de- not a fan of the character anyway. Fuck the, that priest character. Which, he was the guy from Starship Troopers. He was in Starship Troopers? Yeah, yeah. He's the guy who's like, not much to look at when you scrape him off the bottom of your boot. Wow.
1: Yeah. And it's been a long time since I've seen that
0: movie, though. Finally put it to And then Chad C. Coleman went apeshit on the subway. Like, what the fuck's going on with Chad C. Coleman? And this was days after he was at C2E2. <laughs>
1: Chad C. Coleman.
0: He was a... Uh, uh, What's-her-name's brother? Guy who walks around with a hammer and a skull cap. He was carrying a baby around for a while. He was at the ape shit. Yeah, he went apeshit on the subway. There's this big story on the internet. I so. didn't see any of that. Yeah. So I was like... Just, what the fuck? And we we're like within days of each other happening, and it's like what the hell's going on. Which Chancy Coleman, like, really, you're charging sixty bucks for an autograph? Like, you're hardly, you know. I'm all about okay, supply and demand, and obviously, the bigger star you are, the more you should probably charge. So sure, it kind of buys down a little bit more. Oof. But I mean, Chancy Coleman had like. I don't know if he had a book or like frame pictures or something. It's something outrageous for like the level of celebrity that he actually has. He shows up, you know, with glasses on and fucking, I don't know, like a leather suit or something Just already assigned and nobody was in his line. It's like 60 bucks to meet Chad C. Coleman. I mean, granted, yeah, he's starred on one of the most popular shows on TV, but you weren't even in like a lead role. Like, I don't even think Carl charges 60 bucks to get his autograph. Shout out to, to Carl. And I actually would pay that much to punch him in the face. He's gotten better for ruining season three. You know. You're not re-watching it. Yeah, it's true.
1: It's, it should be out of your memory by now. Other people are fucking it up right now like that fucking priest. Yeah, no,
0: can't unwatch it. But I mean, there are other celebrities there that were probably worth more than that, that he was actually charging. I don't know. Thought it was awkward. Yeah, that's all I got for real part. All right, let's move on to the promotional segment. Uh, obviously, I want to promote UTJH. You know. Um, that just happened. That's what I forgot on podcast news. We are finally up to speed on the Get yeah, a Disease Network. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I just saw that yeah. too.
0: Very apropos, being that um our first episode that was brought up to speed is episode fifty-three. Good shout, job, Nick. Shout out to Nick for all the posting and all the the artwork on top of the stolen artwork that uh, I, I borrow for um you know the cover pages of the. I, I really like the logo. I told him a couple times. Shout out to the Get Disease community who have been listening to us turned on to our show by uh, the Get Disease Network. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed... I didn't binge listen from episode one because, you know, by that point, I probably heard episode one at least 30 times. Our episode one? Yeah, our episode one. Because like I said, you know, I do the editing, so I hear it over and over again. But I did go back and hear some of the classics, you know, as Nick was posting them, and there were daily posts. And it was nice to, it's nice to look back on our show and watch the evolution of the things that we added in, things that we changed. Yeah, it's nice to see that there is actual progression with how we've been doing this. I like that. Yeah, and uh, we're adaptable, and, you know, we evolve, and, you know, I'd like to continue that while still keeping some of our same roots, you know, so it's... Yeah, who knows, by the end of this, uh, by the end of this year... (laughs) We might end up changing some
1: some segments, might take something out, might put something else in. I mean, we're... Brought back dance break. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Which, shout out to you, That's uh that song's in DJ Hero. Yeah, shout out to David. Yeah. Special dedication. Absolutely all the other shows from Get a Disease Network we want to shout out. You're Gonna Get a Disease, UCJH, Das Drunks, Something Gate, and the Vagina Dialogues. A lot of great shows. Uh, please, please check them out. They're they're all very, very good. We we are on Facebook.com/slash hashtag spell out utjh utjh.net, and you can find find us on SoundCloud, iTunes. Don't forget to click five stars, like the shit out of that. Podomatic.com. Um, Podomatic.com I want to really, really, really strongly promote Stars and Gripes.
0: Yeah, that was my first uh, on the list of promotions. Um, my apologies to Cam for not being able to get down there with the kids and everything. It's kind of difficult. Can't bring them down to the Public House Theater. But um, every Friday night in May at 8pm, Public House Theater in Chicago, go see Stars and Gripes featuring uh, one of our favorite guests, Cam, Cam Diesel. Yep. Uh, also, you saw his post on our uh, Tusk Viewing Party. Yeah, great, great, great
1: guy. Uh, served our country, so also helps, uh, you know, we, we like to promote guys like that and it, i believe it it's it's almost like a satire of things that soldiers go through it. Stuff like that. I'm not exactly sure. I don't want to. I don't want to put that out there as to you know what his show's about. But it sounds very very interesting. And I hope you guys all get a chance to check that out. Uh, Sugar Gamers want to promote them. They they came on the show. A few episodes back. I'll get back to them. Hopefully get a chance to have another episode with them soon. Anything else? Yeah.
0: Join uh, our Fuck Foxes Fantastic Four movement. Um, respect the source material. If Marvel and Disney can jump on that bandwagon, uh, so can you. Let's um, let's not put money in the hands of people who are bastardizing our our mythology. Please. Making shitty movies, because they're going to make money and make more shitty movies. Buy American on 9-11. Send a fuck you to the terrorists who tried to ruin our economy by turning 9-11 into not a day of memorial remembrance that we want to hold reverence for, but um, a day that we can send a fuck you back to the terrorists for trying to ruin our economy and investing back in the economy that they tried to ruin. Uh, join our quest for better entertainment. Yes. Uh, fuck all things Kardashian and West. There is a website I heard of that people called to my attention, I haven't got a chance to check it out, it's called cardstop.com can actually get an app, I don't know if they charge for this, or if they do, I might actually be willing to pay for it, where it's a app that gets installed on your computer, and it scrubs everything that comes up Kardashian, so it totally erases them from your computer or websites that you uh, browse, or maybe MSN, or any news feeds that you get. We are not podnogamous on Um That Just Happened, of course, listen to all the podcasts on the Get Disease Network, like we talked about, you're going to get a disease-something-gate-dash-drunks-vagina-dialogues, but also, listen to Radio Rebels on SoundCloud, episode yeah. 2 on May the 4th yeah, came what, out. You, you listen to it? I'm about 15 minutes in. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. I like the old school. I like the topics. I sent them. I sent them some uh, some corrections on their topics. I like. I like the uh, the moral uh, moral dilemmas that they uh, they run to. They they discussed on the show, like uh, how soon is too soon to date after uh, getting a divorce, getting divorced or, or uh, separating, or are you allowed to date somebody a relative of your ex or you know, real interesting queries. I'll keep up the good work. Uh, Speaking of podcasts, listen to the Real Fans for Real Movies podcast at r4rf4rm.com. I'm in particular, my friend's podcast, uh, Taking the Bullet with Roman and Leroy, where they watch movies that... uh, Ordinary people don't want to watch. Yeah. So, we don't have to listen to episode one it's covering uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey, which is actually now out on uh, DVD. Yeah, I, was, I almost bought it for Maria, and I was like, nah, because I heard, I heard the movie's actually not that good. Yeah, yeah, maybe if the uh, the female lead
1: was a little hotter. Yeah, that if, if you're gonna okay, quick tip to distribution companies and people that make and producers. Yes, it's good that you are making a movie based on something that women went eat shit over. Yes. But if you want
0: twice the tickets, get a hot enough person that the guys are going to care about too. Yeah. I mean, you know, Thor takes his shirt off in every Thor movie. Chris Pratt shows off his abs in Guardians of the Galaxy, and those are movies geared towards guys. They need not try to get in the female audience, so we deserve the same at the same token. Let's get a hotter female lead. Notebook, same thing. Rachel McAdams is very
1: pretty, but, I mean, you, there are pretty women out there that are good actresses. Uh, Rachel McAdams is way hotter than the chicken
0: Fifty Shades of
1: Grey. Oh, definitely. She's very plain Jane looking, which I'm sure is kind of the point. Like, like I'm not, I'm not sure what her character is like, but I'm sure she's supposed to be like more docile looking. Oh, anyway, she's not making my top thirty. She, I'm. She might. I think the the pissing on graves woman is above her. <laughs>
0: Hi huh? Oh, I got one more big promotion. Red Novella. Oh yeah, I saw that Friday, too. June fifth is going to be playing in the House of Blues. You no, know, it's really tough, tough to try and get a babysitter for Friday night. But they haven't hit the stage in quite a while, so I'm going to see if I can make an effort. Michael Perez's birthday's coming up, so it'd be a good birthday present for everybody to come out in full effect. That'd um, be cool. If you have a Mark One, come out and wear it. It's easier to see in a crowd. If you have a Mark Two, come out and wear it. It'd be lots of fun. Or you know, buy a Red Novella T-shirt. And or if you see them. one of us, feel free to you know stop on by. Yeah. You gotta, we really gotta try to push and get him on the show. Yeah. But same thing with him, you know, work, kid. But, um... Uh, goddamn responsibility. Yeah, I'd say, let's call that a podcast. So, signing off from the FTC, I'm Rodney Um, I'm Adam Flores. And, um, that just happened. That is an impossible outro. I gotta, I gotta listen to it. Yeah, that's fucking hard. Yeah, no, I'm just playing the outro. <laughs> I won't, I... I will not be able to do justice to Michael's voice. So go see him on June 5th at the House of Blue Chicago.
1: Ah, that was horrible. Moving on. Better ba <laughs> da